as an investor. Sorry, I saw there, there was a hiccup with our recording, so I just want to start that again and, and summarize for people. For anyone joining us now, um, you, you haven't missed much. We are, um, you know, there was news of MetaMask. Please have a look into that. There are new now safety procedures in place, which I think are going to drastically help the, the market. Number two, we are proud to announce that we've partnered with Prism, who have given us the ability to connect our Gnosis safe into OpenSea. And so for the first time, we can finally keep our assets securely in our Gnosis safe, but still be able to list them on OpenSea, which is going to allow us to put things like our Board Ape Yacht Club uh, NFT up for a high price. And if someone wants it as a profile picture, we are not sentimental. We'll gladly sell it to them and buy a floor one. Then we're getting into... Uh, the purpose of this DAO because a lot has changed and a lot of people have a fair kind of commentary on look guys when you were selling this original story on your road trip we talked about a much more income focused or income potential for income uh, kind of DAO to the one that is much more of a value fund now and the reality is look things have drastically changed number one the incubator accelerator program is ex is essentially you know, on ice right now, not just for us, for everyone, because, you know, projects that are costing money and therefore teams that are willing to pay for advisory and for, you know, for to be involved in uh, are, are, are not doing well. They are deferring to the Freemint meta. And so that aspect of income is on the side. Secondly, when we founded, we talked in terms of big cap, mid cap, small caps. That is not a relevant definition. We went through a whole vote process on that because so many of these mid caps are now going bankrupt which was unconceivable in a time of plenty when we were first forming our ideas. And so what has happened is, you know, we are clarifying over here that we are first and foremost a value fund. We are in this for the long term. At times it might seem boring because, you know, we've got a long-term hold approach when it comes to our board apes, our, our crypto punk, and if we do eventually be able to get a noun, uh, whereas we still can do arbitrage plays, which we have been formulating on things like flipping mutants when there's, you know, uh, special traits that come up or, um, or opportunities with volume and so on. And then we've clarified that, for, you know, people compare us to ETH Lizards. ETH Lizards has an investment committee that is reporting to the founders. Over here, we have essentially a board of governors where our primary function of our board was to, to, to have five people who are discussing everything so that we didn't act rashly, that we always had high security protocols in place and didn't make mistakes over there. Now, of course, because we've got five active members, we're able to delegate jobs, but that, is, but that should not be confused that that is their core reason for being on the council. They are on the council because they represent you. You can all approach them at any time as your representatives to bounce ideas and have them bring it forward to the council. The fact that they then take on specific roles, that's how you'll be able to judge them when they come up for re-election, but they are not bound to those roles because they are not the specific expert for VCs or the specific expert for play-to-earn games and so on, which is the case with ease lizards. Okay, I know, um, clever name, did you want to add anything on that? Because I know you've got to go soon, but did you want to add anything to the summary that I just did? Yeah, that's good. Um, and then I guess maybe just finish, finish off the thought I had earlier. Um, I mean, the other way of looking at it, too, um, is, you know, you don't want to over over trade your portfolio just simply because as an investment manager to find one or two, like really great investments is actually very easy. Um, but to find five, 10, 15, 20, you know, 30, 50 investments that are great, like that's just very hard, right? And, and, and you know, obviously, we want to allocate 
you know, as much time and effort and due diligence as we can on these investments. And it's just a lot easier to do that when you're not trading often, right? I mean, when you trade more often, you you naturally just have to do less research and you have a little bit less conviction um, and, and, and basically make your decision on a little bit less, you know, information. Um, so like when we do perform those trades, because we feel particularly strong about it, we understand the risks, we can you know, feel comfortable around the risks and we have a good exit path. Um, but yeah, I mean, generally speaking, like the more trades you do, um, the less research you can do and therefore the investments become harder. Um, so that's kind of the, uh, like a, a similar way of thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. And, and, and often, you know, you can be, you can think you're the smart one by selling out on a pump. But in the history of Bored Ape, there have been numerous times where Bored Apes jumped up to the next level and never came back down again, right? You know, they went from their 20 ETH price to 120 ETH price and then pulled back to 90. Now you're never getting back in again, right? If, if, if you sold out now, what do you do, right? So, you know, you know it's, it's almost impossible for people to call, you know, trades like that every single time. We'll pull it off a few times. But if we really do have conviction in the project for the long term, we could end up getting ourselves out at a profit, but losing the bigger picture. And that would be terrible. And also, I think for those who have spent time with myself or Parker or you, Clever Name, or Escobar even, um, in the cafe, will know that just sometimes it looks like I'm not active. I am busy doing research all day. That's what I do. Like, just because we've got these passive investments in Bored Ape and CryptoPunks and stuff like that, I am still following those. Like, everything that's on our blue chip and shortlist, I am constantly following what's going on over there. This is why when CryptoPunks started pumping, even before the tweet came out from Noah, I was already on it. I quickly pinged the whole council and said, something's up. We need to move, right? I mean, we were extremely fast in moving on that because we are watching them like a hawk, right? And as you say, if we have to divert ourselves over 20 projects, then we start to cut corners. And, you know, I would rather we are an expert in five or six things than try to be a generalist in everything, right? Because again, for those of you who want to do more degen plays, want to take riskier plays, no one's stopping you. We're providing you that research. We're getting you the wider spots. We have this robust cafe chat over here. Go and do that. Nothing's wrong with that. But with the council, with the, with the funds of this DAO, we have to be much more conservative, um, you know, much more conservative and much more um protocol and planned um new to all i see you asking about noun uh we've passed a nouns for now because you know that was the time sensitive nature uh but i think i think overall most people are happy we passing the nouns we can swing back to them later in other words they tend to sell for 100 plus eth let's rather go and do some arbitrage plays uh, with our shortlists with some you know which we'll talk about next um and 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 then bring our profits back and eventually get a noun okay i want to go through these questions um, name, you, you head out whenever you need to, but I'm going to go through these questions. So, number one, transparency on the value each council member is providing. Outside of meetings, what is being done to improve the DAO and its value? Okay, um, so I think, um, I think, as we said, when it comes to council members speaking up for themselves, when it comes to, to elections, they will speak for themselves, right? I am a neutral party in this, meaning I don't come up for elections, and therefore I can objectively comment on what the different councillors have been doing when kind of, you know, when people are saying, you know, sh no, have they been doing their job? Have they been attending meetings? What specific value did they add for me to consider keeping them? Outside of meetings, what is being done to prove the DAO's value? I think we're doing very good on the branding department. I think we're constantly looking for partnerships. I think we're getting ourselves integrated into many ecosystems. I think our poker is a major success for reminding people that fat cats are here constantly. 
and I think um, you know anyone who comes and hangs out over here, when they do get into our server, they see that we're one of the few very active communities and have a, a ton of really actionable research. I mean, just this week, we did partnerships with um, Zerk Pass and Zooverse because they genuinely wanted to stream in our alpha and were willing to give us their alpha back. So we have passed that certain next level where we are considered here for the long term and creating real value. Um, two, should the council be broken up into specific roles, admin, marketing, investing, arbitrage, accelerator, community finance, etc.? The original strategy was large, mid, small, and accelerator. Indeed, the council was constantly, we, we consider ourselves a board of generalists, and we divide the tasks that are long-term and short-term amongst ourselves, and I think we've been very functional about that. Uh, the only person who's kind of had a much more specific reason for being on the council is probably Escobar, who people voted on very much from the accelerator point of view. Escobar is still working for us on the accelerator front. We are just being very picky. We are not willing to accelerate a project that is likely going to fail at Mint. And this is just a shit market. And the fact that you're all frustrated and itching, well, I'm sorry, too bad. I mean, you know, we're all in this mess together. There's no volume right now in NFTs. Uh, and so us being stupid just because it's like, you know, gosh, we want to show that we're doing something, right? There are so many projects that are kind of throwing out gimmicky utility and shitty stuff just to kind of fulfill the promise to get some merch out there. We don't do anything half-assed over here. And if it takes a bit longer and if the answer is, look, guys, the market has changed, you know, we cannot accelerate our accelerator because we will bring you junk. It's, it's just too bad. That's the reality. We said we're here for the long term. Part of being here for the long term means sitting through some of these rather uncomfortable and boring periods. Um, should the majority of privileges be removed from Goblin Cats so that they don't dilute the premium of Genesis Cats? Currently, the cost is $15 to get an alpha research insights and community. Great question. I think it goes to a broader question, Sidon, of um, we've chose to have a locked Discord, right? And that has allowed us the privileges of a lot of communities giving us their offer and different things and a feeling of exclusivity. But anyone can get into the Discord by invite, right? The, you know, it's what you should forget, Goblin Cats. Goblin Cats should be saying, what is our utility over just coming in as a Fat Cats ally? Well, I would say it's twofold. Badcats allies get access to everything except to catnip and to some of the locked channels, right? We want people to come in because that's, you know, you, you want the ability of Fat Cats holders and Goblin Cats holders to invite their friends and almost give them a trial and let them see, hey, this is a community I want to be part of. There's something exclusive and, and really cool going on over here without them having to pay, right? It's the freemium model. Then they've got the first level entry point, which is getting a goblin cat, which entitles them to access to a certain channel, which is not that important. The main point for owning a goblin cat is a way to get catnip, right? So, in, in, you, you know, what use is all of this offer if you can't get a whitelist spot for it, right? And so goblin cat holders get a certain amount of catnip that they can then uh, use to get some of these whitelist spots. And it's that first sense of feeling of being part of a community, right? As much as we try to make people feel at home over here who don't own a fat cat or a goblin cat, we all know that people who don't own something feel a little bit less connected. So this is that first point of connection. And I know a number of people who've been using the goblin cats as kind of gifts to their friends of saying, hey, I know you couldn't afford a fat cat, but you know, I'm willing to give you a gift of an early alpha pass kind of thing to this ecosystem. 
Um, and so, no, I think we've got a good model going over here because we never want a situation where we token gate ourselves out of existence, right? We can become so exclusive, we then have to struggle to remind people we're even here and still building. And, you know, even, you know, if it's more, more than ever the case that people are fighting harder and harder for uh, a voice on places like Twitter because there are so, f so many people have kind of just left NFTs right now and are not following, right? And so trying to show that we're here and relevant all the time is hard enough. We don't want to kind of token get ourselves out of existence too while doing that. Uh, but the good news is because there are so many projects that are collapsing, I think people are noticing more and more like, holy shit, Fat Cat is not slowing down. Right? I think we're now building sideways very much. We're looking at building out our poker. We're looking at getting fine-tuning these things where we can get extra tools, the best tools, the best alpha, the best info first, and building out our network so that we're well-placed when new, the next meta comes, when acceleration starts and all of that happens again. Um, now then, well, then what is the main utility of Genesis Cats, right? What is, so, you know, I always laugh, it's a bit funny because, you know, I said the value of Genesis Cats is, you know, how much money is, money is in our fund, and then a premium for the fact that you, you're getting a sophisticated team of investors as well as a think tank business lounge and network. The funny part, though, is, you know, when you don't talk about utility of all and you say you're building a mixed media brand like a Zuki in Goblin Town, people give you these extraordinary futuristic valuations because of the mystery and the hype and everything. Yet if those projects were to go bankrupt tomorrow, aka liquidate, you would get nothing, right? Whereas Fat Cats, because we've gone on limb and told everyone a utility, people then start to value us only on that what you can tangibly do right now, or what Benjamin Graham would call the liquidation value, right? In other words, if we were to vote to close Fat Cats tomorrow, you would get a certain amount of money back because that would be a distribution of what the funds we're actually holding. Um, so getting a Genesis Cat gives you access to the fund, gives you access to premium status as a long-term member over here, and gives you a vote and say, right? It does matter because if you want to help steer this direction, uh, you want to have either a Genesis or a Junior, which certainly, you know, no one has a Goblin Cat feels that. And if you think that that kind of status doesn't matter, it really, really does, right? That is why, you know, the Genesis Gojira and stuff have such a much higher floor price because people do care about being part of the premium core part of a community and not just kind of, you know, the, the derivative part. Okay. Um, Five, midterm trading for our large cap assets. We missed an opportunity to make about 80,000 for our DAO or something like 59 ETH because I was told our Bayek, Emma, and Punk were a long-term hold and that the council wouldn't consider play, sell, convert ETH to USD by ETH after the recent expected consolidation and scoop up one Bayek, Mayek, and Punk at a 15 to 20% discount with enough ETH left over to buy three more Mayaks. I was under the impression that this is why we have a council and there'll be trading tools in hand. Um, Clever Name has addressed this. Basically, we are going to have the arbitrage for some of those. Like, that is what we're working on now. How will we be using the other 80 ETH to do these kinds of arbitrage plays where we do buy and sell mutants and do buy and sell doodles and stuff? But if we try and do that with our board ape, our punk and so on, it's very easy to use high insight and say, wow, you left money on the table. But as I say, it's, it's very possible we would have sold, it would have pumped, and we would have never got back again. The fact that the market is moving so erratically right now doesn't change that if you speak to long-term board ape holders, 
Getting in under 90 ETH is a remarkable price to get into the Bored Ape ecosystem, and it certainly could pull back to 150 ETH, and we would have now been priced out, just like we were with Nouns. We can't even put another vote up to get into Nouns right now, because we literally couldn't afford to, to put 100 ETH on the table to buy a Noun, even if we think it's worth that. So I think it, it really should be considered that when it comes to our valuable assets, we are going to sit and hold with them, and you will see the reward over time, as opposed to the mid-tier arbitrage. But that doesn't stop us from trading actively in mutant apes, in, in doodles, in clone X, and in, and, and in moonbirds based on a strategy which I'm going to talk about after this question. Okay, define what our product is. If we were tr try to convince investors to join us, what can the fat cats provide that pro chicks like Zuverth, Mystic Evens, and other whiteness and offer groups provide for under 0.2 to 0.5 ETH? Don't provide a realistic answer as to what we currently provide then a future state answer can suffice. Okay, so I think it's very clear. We are one of the very few projects that have a actual fund, right? We're not just uh, a, a alpha group, a caller group where you paid and bought a pass and the founder took all the money. Our money is sitting in a fund, right? We are a managed fund. The fact that part of that management seems boring and like, why do we need the counselors for that? They're just holding it long term. Firstly, that's not, it's not so easy to keep an eye on all of that, right? And secondly, most of you couldn't afford it, right? Most of you could not go and afford a board ape by yourself. Pooling our assets together sounds like a very simple utility, and yet so few people have done it right. Uh, and so I think that that is our core offering. Our core offering is we are a value fund uh, doing arbitrage hedge fund activities, which we'll get to as well. And we have a business lounge and think tank, which is a very high level quality set of alpha and networking because good alpha calls don't matter if you don't get the whiter spots. And they certainly don't matter if you don't have the network, right? We have a very strong network that many other alpha groups don't have. And I don't just mean for getting whiter spots. I mean, we have connections to Giancarlo, to Ryan Carson, to, to influencers and, and builders in the space. Just today, I was sitting for an hour and a half with the teams of Tableland, working on how we can possibly bring dynamic things into Fat Cats and into the Junior Cats Mint. So I think that that is all very important. But again, in a bear market like this, Sidon, God help you trying to convince this to anyone. You know, this is why I'm not focusing on our floor price because this is a dead, dead spiral market. The only thing people want are something that they can quickly get in and out of right now. Those who are coming along for the long term are not really affected by the floor price because our value is that we are building a industry, high industry standard of excellence of, of bringing in banking and investment banking and, and, and private equity thought process of looking at ourselves as a value fund, bringing those be best practices from the financial world and doing this properly. You know, so many of these, of these communities are closing down right now, as I spoke to, you know, Brett Malinowski about this yesterday. You know, how can it be that Satoshi run, as I said, they've run out of money how can, I mean, they only minted a few months ago. How come they didn't have a you know, foresight and planning to put aside money for six months? That's not good business practice. That's, that's inconceivable to me. And so, you know, 
even, you know, you know the, the biggest FUD we had over here was when we had the noun vote, was that we didn't follow exact protocol. The fact that we're even talking about protocol is a remarkable thing in this space. Most co committees, the, the, their founders have carte blanche. The founders do whatever they want on a whim. The fact that we're involving a council, the fact that I'm not just set up as a monarch, that Escobar calls me out, that Bella can call me out, that we have to do protocols, is something that is extremely rare and precious. You know, sometimes people don't get it, but in the history of the world, America is the exception, not the norm. In most times in history, sovereignty and having a say and having rights and having a, 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 a bill of rights that is there to protect you and security in, in place to protect those rights and your funds and your assets and property rights, that is a rare thing. Most times in history, we've had slavery, we've had rape, we've had abuse, we've had conquerors taking over, we've had, at best, benevolent tyrants, and at worst, much, much, much worse. Okay. Seven, make requests and compile a list of things DAO members would like to add to the agenda. We've addressed this, absolutely. You are all more than welcome to speak to a council of your choosing, and they can bring up your requests and ideas at, at every one of our weekly council meetings. No problem. Please do that. And if that wasn't clear before, we want to make that clear. And then point eight, um, discuss how to cut down on meetings, minutes, release time. Okay, absolutely. So when it comes to what we provide we've got this weekly ama that's going to happen always and again our apologies that there were two that had not been posted uh, that was a a mistake on cyril's part and she she thought she had posted them the the i put a weekly newsletter last week i was quite ill so i skipped a week on that there wasn't much going on thankfully so i'll do a double this week uh, so those come out like clockwork when it comes to the meeting minutes though those will often be a week out or late because there are often a lot of procedural things that we have to kind of dot our I's and cross our T's because we take our council meetings quite seriously. We run it like a proper board. We have the, the pre-minutes, we have the agenda, we go through the meetings, we then have to ratify it. Sometimes there is a point of order where the matter gets discussed back and forth to see that we've got the correct wording, and then we put out the formal minutes. There was a delay on two of those. Again, thank you for the community inside and an increment and stuff who brought that to our attention. We, you know, it took five weeks to get our procedurals right down to fine-tune it. Bella's been doing great work over there. Escobar did great work. Parker's done great work. Clever Names done great work. We're only two months old, guys. And so, you know, some of the boring, quiet part was getting our procedures in place. And again, I'm not here to call out others, but, you know, uh, you know there is a lot of feeling in, in Ethelism, for example, that there's no procedures over there. And so, you know, sometimes fast, I like to work very fast. You know, if I've got an idea, let's get the crypto punk, let's quickly do it. But procedures are here to protect all of you and to have accountability. So those are the main points. Uh, Poseidon or Inkrana, if, if either of you want to come up and raise any further points, um, you know, this is an open discussion because I've got some housekeeping, but I think that you know, where we're at and where our direction at is, is really important. So, um, you know, Bella, do you want to add to that? Parker, do you want to add to that? you've covered a lot of just everything that we've discussed either in the meetings or even that uh i know that like i've had personal conversations be it in my like dms or in chat and like we are always here uh to voice any of these concerns or to even just hear um where there might be disapproval on something at this point and how we can 
change or change what we're doing or clarify what we're doing to have less um, discernment within the community. Yeah. Good. And, 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 and you know, I want to say this, friends, again, you know, I, I, I keep saying it's like a broken record, but remember, you know, be pragmatic. You as a individual can move much faster than a DAO of our size can move, right? If you do not, do not do mistakes because of frustration and FOMO, right? Our procedures make sure that, yes, we may leave profit on the table and miss out on opportunities, but we have not got wrecked. The fact that we are burning through money at a, at a sustainable rate and making profits and our overall up and getting to the places that we want to be and buying the things we want, that is quite remarkable in a space where most projects are really teetering on, on bankruptcy and in a terrible place. So, you know, don't downplay just because you've got a high risk tolerance on an individual level, you should want your fat cats fund and ecosystem to be your gold, right? We are meant to be your long-term depository of wealth, right? We are doing long-term wealth creation over here. And so we as a council must worry about the downside, right? That is part of our job. Whereas if you say, hey, I've got a thousand that I can burn and I can blow through and it's not a big deal because I can accept that level of risk, good, go and do that, right? Like, I, you know, I can't say this enough. For all of our friends over here who are bullish on, you know, um, creeps, amazing. You know, I don't want to fad that, you know, do something with it. You can come afterwards and gloat, I told you so. I may do that on an individual level, but that may not necessarily be the correct play for a DAO that has to represent the long-term aspirations of wealth creation of this entire community. And if that frustrates you, good, do something about it, right? Either use the alpha, use the whitelist, use the research and stuff over here to make that play, or if you feel frustrated your money is being tied up too long and you can do better with it yourself, either, again, go to our Pine Loans Fund and take a loan against your asset, or you know what? Hey, no one's going to judge you for it. Sell some of your fat cats. Okay, you are entitled to vote with your feet. We have made changes that I think are, are good and overall, you know, valued by this community uh, for the long-term health and wealth of of what we're doing. But some of those changes are arguably, you know, more conservative than some people originally thought we would be when they bought in fat cats. If we no longer align with you, we can align with you know from a monetary point of view. That's okay, right? You voiced your concern. You think you can do better with your funds. That is absolutely okay and honorable, and we will never judge you for that. We hope you will still continue to be part of this community. Maybe a five fat cats you choose to sell two, etc. That's how you go. I personally view my fat cats as a long-term store of wealth. You know, I have 254 now. You know, every time I make profits, sometimes I swing back and I park a bit more into fat cats, and that's how I work it. I've got my working capital, I'm doing DGEN plays, I'm doing trades, I'm doing flips, and then I consider fat cats to be my aggregator of the blue chips that I believe in, and I park some of my money there, and I keep parking over there. It's like I buy a little bit of gold. This is to me the gold standard. If Bitcoin is the gold standard of crypto coins, fat cats is trying to build the gold standard of NFT blue chips in one place. And uh, this is where I'm going to park my money if I believe in those ecosystems. Um, now I want to go back into our arbitrage stuff. We have finally, we're working out the details, but we finally worked out the kind of two strategies that we want to be looking at. Number one is 
trade sniping. Trade sniping refers to looking for irregularities in um, certain trade floor prices relative to the overall of that. So take, for example, Mutant Ape Yacht Club. There are certain traits like black suits and, and, and blue laser eyes and stuff that are in very high demand because remember the utility of um, NFTs right now is a flex, is a profile picture, right? And a lot of people, if they're trying to build their brand or, or enter the space or show that they believe in NFTs, will aspire to get a mutant ape or a bored ape. And you can be damn sure, just like when you finally can afford your Rolex, a lot of people don't want to buy the cheapest Rolex in a store, right? They want to get, you know, if they're really going in, what's another five or 10 ETH to buy the one that most represents them, that most uh, can be used for branding and a flex. And so, you know, an example is the black suit trait. Despite not being such a actually rare trait in terms of kind of pure data rarity, it is a very, very expensive trait because so many people love the idea of having, having an ugly mutant head with a black suit, right? It shows professionalism and yet I'm still a DJ, okay? And so the, the strategy over here would be to allocate around kind of 40 ETH. Again, we are still, this is all in the air. The council has to ratify this, but we're talking about allocating to me about 40 ETH where I will look every day and put out offers on specific traits within Mutant Ape Yacht Club, specifically Mutant Ape Yacht Club because of two core reasons. Number one, if we end up holding the bags, which is always possible, right? In other words, let's say we buy a trait for 30 ETH, the floor in that is 45 ETH, but no one's just buying. We may end up holding it for a few weeks or even longer. We don't really care because we believe in the longevity of Mutant Ape Yacht Club anyway, so it's not a major problem. Secondly, because we also own a floor ape, if we do need liquidity back and things are taking longer, we can kind of keep the expensive one and wait for that to sell and sell our floor one in order to get some liquidity back. So from the strategy of trade sniping, we're specifically looking at Mutant Ape Yacht Club. And if you're wondering why don't other people do this, the beauty is that you still can't do trade offers on OpenSea for Mutant Ape Yacht Club and Board Ape Yacht Club, and likely you won't be able to do it for at all because that has to be manually approved and board ape yacht club has now kind of disavowed their access to the contract so they cannot approve that which means we're using our time in order to earn money right there are many whales who can see in the history that yes you know we're flipping it to them for a five ETH profit they don't care they've been working saving up the money that's the floor one we've accepted their offer and they're happy to do so right so because there's work involved that i have to look at these trades follow the, the the differential look for those kind of arbitrage opportunities and there's very few people that can afford to do this right most people are focused in the under five eth range there are less people looking at this expensive range it gives a unique opportunity that i've made a lot of money at and happy to share that with the dow so that's on the trades sniping aspect then there were kind of two other strategies that we could look at for arbitrage. Number one is what we would call floor sniping, which means we put out a general offer on the collection and buy it at enough of a discount. Unfortunately, that no longer works because if you go and look now, since OpenSea allowed collection offers, the, the gap between you know, a Doodle or a Mutant Apes floor or a Clone X or a Moonbird is often only 5 to 10% spread. It used to be sometimes 15 to 20% spread. A 5 to 10% spread, when you look, take into account royalties, is just not acceptable risk, especially given that 
Um, when you now take, do, you know, collection offers are a wet dream for thieves because they just accept the, 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 the offer that's already waiting there, you know, when they come to sell. And so if we then end up getting a stolen one as well, well, then we may have to take a loss to be able to sell it an X to Y to a looks rare. For example, the, you know, if you go and look right now at Mutant Ape Yacht Club, the floor in OpenSea is, I think, one and a half ETH different than the floor in looks rare and X to Y to because it's been flagged. So it no longer makes sense to do that. That has changed. However, what we can do is we can buy these shortlists and the shortlist to our Mutant Ape Yacht Club, Doodles, Clone X, and Moonbirds, we will be buying into volume. So when we'll be watching them closely and whenever news breaks and stuff happens, that's where we will be doing what, what Poseidon mentioned of being able to buy into the volume and flipping accordingly, right? So if we see pumps, we will be buying into those pumps and then selling. And again, we don't ideally want to be left holding the bags of Moonbird, you know, Clone X and Doodles, but at the same time, we acknowledge that these are very serious communities that are not going to zero at all tomorrow. And so if we left holding the bags, that's a, an acceptable level of risk. Um, does that cover it, Parker and Bella? What do you think? Yeah, that, that really sounds good. And I, I'd like to add, too, on, you know, when we're agreeing on you know, a lot of these trades we've done or the trades we have done, the purchases we've done, um, it, it hasn't come exactly direct. I mean, there's discourse in that. There's um, assumptions that are put to test, you know, to bet, bet these decisions also. And to more of what Sidon was saying, you know, I'm with them on, you know, what's it look like if we could flip some of these blue chip NFTs. And, and we're not just sitting there and, and assuming it wouldn't be good. I'm tracking them and tracked them in the past. And um, sometimes the opportunity's been there, but it's also having the foresight that the crypto market was going to drop 40%. And, and like this time, tracking it now, the next volatility in Basie was the other side land. And, and, um, you know the floor did raise up and when you check the numbers it looks good but the volume just isn't there there's single digit trades and so that makes it you know sometimes look shiny but digging in the data it doesn't necessarily correspond to a quality opportunity but but you know challenging these assumptions we, we may pick up on some patterns that will be helpful in the future but also diminish the ones we thought um we're a good opportunity and you can come to find out the data just didn't support it in hindsight and, um, so so that aspects of it there as well yeah and and when it comes to and when it comes to these arbitrage plays we will be giving you know we have a new cold storage wallet that is our trader wallet which um you know thank you to dr t we've been you know sharing the the seed phrase and that so you know if if i get locked out two of the counselors can band together to get in over there for our trader wallet so that is pragmatically done thank you for that dr t and as i mentioned earlier we're now able to connect our gnosis safe to OpenSea for the first time in gnosis safe history and so that is a remarkable development but when it comes to these arbitrage plays we will be able to move very quickly because the council will be giving me a mandate so as i say like in the case of the board the mutant ape yacht club trade sniping they will approve me an allocation of 
40 ETH with certain guidelines so that I can quickly move, quickly buy, quickly sell and, and, and really seize these opportunities. And so too when it comes to volume sniping. We're going to pre-approve all of that so we can start to act very quickly and literally follow the volume of the market because that's what this is all about, right? When it comes to um, you know, the pumps in some of these collections, it's the volume joined together with really important news often. And you really need to be there within the hour to kind of, you know, get in on that ride and as like a day trader, not go to bed before closing out your position kind of thing, right? So that's where we're at on those arbitration things. Uh, and, and, you know, again, I'm so, so sorry that we've taken so long, guys, you know, it's so slow. I'm not really sorry, though. I think we've moved at a remarkable pace. I think the amount of stuff we've done in two months is quite extraordinary, given the fact that we really are using the best practices from the financial world, from industries, from the security advice. I mean, Fat Cat server Discord has never been hacked, okay? I, I need that to sink in. We've never been hacked. We've, I've never had my wallet hacked. I'm an active trader. I've never been in a phishing situation before. Our, our, our counselors' wallets have never been compromised. This is a remarkable set of track records that gets undervalued because people's risk tolerance over here is often so extraordinarily high that they don't even want to talk about the downside possibilities. We are not uh, here you know, for the short term and therefore we are not willing to cut corners when it comes to security and good governance and best practices because that, my friends, is a sure way to get wrecked. When everything is going up, it's easy to rise along with them. When everything is going down and others are going bankrupt, the fact that we're still very well sustainable and building you know, at sideways at a pretty rapid pace, I think you know, does not get enough justice you know, awarded to us. And I think Fat Cat's story will be one of track record. We're building now, we're producing a track record which is gonna show a, a history that people can quantify of what we've achieved, what we've done. And when that next wave and bull market comes and the next wave investors come, Fat Cats will singularly stand out as a professional shop that is long-term focused and, and, and has grown its wealth and being very responsible with its funds, with its fees, with its costs. And, and, and taking the time to make sure that we did things properly and didn't just do like a high quick marketing campaign promising the world and then you know either soft dragging or truly not having a competent enough team uh, to pull through with anything. And I really want to you know commend you as DAO members and the council. You, the DAO members, elected a council that is extremely competent. Uh, you know I am you know when I founded Fatcats, I had no surety when I did not kind of come in as a monarch and just bring the people I wanted on the first council, I had no surety that you people would select competent leaders. You have, you know, Bella was a last minute entry into, into the elections. Bella has single-handedly put together all of our protocols and minutes and stuff like that, you know, that we are now accountable to standards equivalent to the corporate world. That is a remarkable, remarkable achievement. And so hats off to you as a DAO for having you know, interest enough in this project and foresight to understand what valuable councils look like. And hats off to our council for checking me at times, for moving too fast, for making sure uh, that we kind of had these uh, internal sparring matches to get to the truth, to get to the best practices, to weigh up all of our options and to be competent. Um, some cool uh, other things to mention. Um, we are looking to open a Mandarin channel. 
Um, you know, we, we've always taken a stance of not having multiple language channels because we didn't want to kind of divide the community, even though, you know, it's, it shows respect to people to give them their own language channel, it does divide things. However, in the case of the Chinese community, if this is a pragmatic thing. If you want Chinese people involved in your project, you must give them their own language channel. And it is clear that the wave of investors that have arrived from the Chinese community, they are looking for projects like Fat Cats, right? They are looking for our kinds of projects that are long-term investment focused. Uh, and so it would be a terrible kind of waste for us not to uh, start catering to them. So if any of you can speak Mandarin or know people who speak Mandarin, we would like to create a very special position of the Mandarin ambassador who can help, um, you know, kind of translate uh, the newsletter and the footnotes and create a robust kind of channel in our server as well for the Mandarin speakers. So we, you know, again, building sideways over here, we're not going to stop building and connecting with other communities. As I said, we've got these fantastic new alpha channels from Zooverse and uh, coming from, from um, um, Zerk as well soon. And so, you know, we are really looking to make sure that fat cats get heavily integrated, right? We want to have the status of Gojira and Kaiju and Cyberkongs, not Board Ape Yacht Club. We want to be the things that come first to people's mind when they think of a active, robust community of smart people, of investors uh, who are truly long-term focused, who are open to partnerships, who are thinking and asking the right questions. So that is the kind of branding we are building. And to do that, it means we need to really be looking at building sideways. How can we offer more to our community? Where can we get those great partnerships with NFT scoring, nerds, token, um, we just got a partnership today, as I say, with Prism, which now gives us DAO the ability for us to literally uh, link into um, OpenSea and sell our assets over there directly from the Gnosis safe for the first time. So we are always fine-tuning and trying to give ourselves that edge. Uh, and part of that would be catering to the really active uh, uh, Mandarin community that has arrived. The other thing I want to mention is it may be time for us to create Fat Cats Alpha, really both as a channel, but also as a sub-community within Fat Cats, i.e. Um, Doodles, you know, Doodles community doesn't have, uh, you know, whitelist offerings, and yet within Doodles, there is such a thing called Doodles Alpha. This is important because we as an institutional player, Fat Cats, have, have certain rules and protocols we have to follow when dealing with other communities. We can't have multiple people reaching out to them. It looks bad. We, we must ensure to them that we're not allowing people to get multiple whitelist spots for the same mint, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? There's a lot of ego over here. We have to be very careful. But if we kind of allow you to have a channel over here and then you guys run around maybe looking for some more of the DJ and plays, that is absolutely acceptable. And, you know, I'm going to talk to Dr. T and Gladiator about this and find a way to kind of deputize you guys to create, you know, Fat Cats Militia almost, where you are able to use this Discord for some of those heavier quick DJ plays that sometimes need, you know, a 12-hour or 24-hour turnaround because, you know, things are moving so fast. And Fat Cats, unfortunately, we move very fast, but we can't move that fast. We have to, you know, not upset the collaboration managers and stuff of some communities. It's just the protocol because 
you know, it's a very small space on the back end, right? It's a lot of the same community managers. You know, sometimes we'll be speaking to a community manager or collaboration manager or partnership manager for one project. And that same group chat, they'll say, by the way, do you want for this? Do you want for this? Do you want for this? And, and we will get four projects from one person. So we have to be very careful not to make them feel that Fat Cats is, is a shit show and that we don't disrespect them wherever they say how come you people have five people messaging me don't you know i'm busy it's so disrespectful so we have to be careful on that but if we have something as like a fat cats alpha which is an independent call hunting for spots you know providing extra raffles and things we can totally give you the tools and facilities for that with you know and kind of create a win-win right like think of it as like the army creating a a stealth fourth that can kind of work much quicker and go and do certain missions um, I've also created another voice channel called DJ and Cafe. I think it's wonderful that guys are literally sitting there working on how to mint it, going in deep. I think sometimes they need their own chat. So we've put another voice chat for them because I think that that really is important. And, you know, it took us a little bit of time to understand that. But, you know, again, feedback's come in. We're always working on that. So that's what's going on, everyone. Um, I see Vixen has a question. If anyone else has questions, feel free to tag me in Cafe Voice Text or raise your hand. I'm going to bring Vixen up. Vixen, how's it going? Vixen, you want to unmute yourself? Oh, hello. Hi, how's it going? Oh, happy Friday, sorry. <laughs> Not too bad, thank you. Thanks for bringing me up. Um, so I had a quick question. So obviously I find Fat Cat know definitely a brilliant long-term investment and i'm very happy to be part of this community um i i think eventually and as it matures um fact is definitely a brand where um the reputation i would love to kind of see develop in the space um but my question is more towards partnership so um in in the nft space it's still you know pretty early still and unfortunately, in the space, there can be rugs, which, you know, we will never we'll we'll never know that's going to happen until you know certain points of the of the project. Um, but I wondered when if there's ever a situation where Fat Cats were to partner with a <clears throat> an NFT project which ended up rugging, would there be a kind of process where we would reach out to the project to find out what happened. Would there be a process that happens there? Because, absolutely. you know, as I say, absolutely. the reputation is definitely very good to protect. So yeah, absolutely. how is there a process to be put in place? Yeah, so, I, you know, I, I can't really speak to what the process would be until we're in that situation because it really often depends, right? You know, like when, you know, there are only certain kinds of, rugs that can become a legal dispute right and it often has to do with what did they promise what was their wording etc etc right a project going bankrupt and failing you can lump that in with soft rug but that is just that right we are in startup nation on steroids over here and a lot of projects like satoshi runners now saying they've run out of money i don't know if you can sue them for that right and sometimes you have projects where the founder says okay i fulfilled the roadmap i'm done moving on uh, it's in poor taste, in my opinion, but that's not a you know that's not something that we can legally sue them for, right? And so this is why you know we say founders matter so much. I'm looking for high energy founders 
who have a big vision and intend to follow through on that. And so, you know, we are always looking at, you know, this is the beauty of us buying into long-term plays and not getting in at the mint time, right? Getting in much later. We buying into Bored Ape with a lot of history, right? We buying into CryptoPunks with a lot of history. If we get a noun, we're buying in with a lot of history, right? So we've got a lot of more variables and data to help us make those decisions. So much of the times people getting hurt for soft rugs or rugs in general is at the mint time or in the first kind of two or three months because that's when you see if the founders are actually gonna do anything they promise. Is that helpful? Okay, got it, thank you. Okay, super. Um, were there any other questions? Anyone? Um, no, the profit P Diddy came from um, unrealized gains, right? In other words, uh, when we bought, there was a pump recently, do you remember? CryptoPunks is still quite up. Board Ape has pulled back to where we bought it at, but our CryptoPunk is still quite up relative to what we bought it. So it was unrealized gains. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the Dow didn't buy into Ox office, right? I mean, that to me is, you know, I, I, you know, that's a case, that's potentially a lawsuit over there, right? Because it's, it's, it's a burden of proof on them to show that it wasn't just them stealing the money. Uh, that's a very disappointing situation. And, um, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it blows my mind. But then you have to often ask yourself the case in something like Ox Office. Is it worth doing a class action suit when you know that there's no money sitting with the founders? Right? Like, what's the point of winning a lawsuit if you're not going to get any money back? Right? Um, um, yeah. And also, uh, P. Diddy, the, the Pine Loans is doing very well. No one has ever defaulted. Um, you know, we're compounding there at our kind of 20% per annum. Uh, and yeah, that's doing well. Okay, uh, Bella just tagged me. Um, although I can understand about not buying three, 300x time one ETH assets due to glues, but I still think holding three times 100 ETH assets in the same project is not very diversified compared to holding 15 to 20 ETH assets in seven or eight different projects, or even half one or two large assets in mid-level different asset projects. Um, yeah, okay, I, I, I hear what you're saying new to it all. But, um, but, you know, that is the question of, it's not our fault that there really are very few projects that uh, pass our critical review. The fact that we're heavy in Yuga uh, is just the nature of the beast right now. They came here first, they've consolidated, and they bought CryptoPunks. That said, I don't consider CryptoPunks to be something that Yuga Labs really can hurt, right? In other words, Board apes, I'm sorry, CryptoPunks has got to the level where most people view it as just valuable art. Anything else that is produced is cream. And so, you know, there was a period when, when, when Board Apes bought, when Yuga Labs bought CryptoPunks, that the price over there did fall because people were concerned that Yuga would hurt it. But when I speak to Ryan Carson and other institutional investors and stuff, the general feeling is that, 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 CryptoPunks will do well or not do well as an aggregate of the entire NFT space. So I do not consider the fact that we own a CryptoPunk short of Yuga Labs literally taking the asset and throwing it into sea and hurting all of us. But in that case, we're all going to sue, right? If, if Yuga Labs were to just take the metadata and remove our images or something ridiculous, then we'll all go and sue them. So I do not consider CryptoPunks to be 
a Yuga investment. They just happen to be the holder of that valuable IP. It's not a Yuga investment. So our investments in Yuga are a, a mutant ape, a bored ape, and then if you want to consider the other side B, but that is again as an embassy, right? We bought that as not as a capital gains provision right now, but as a way for us to continue to brand ourselves and get our name out there that we are a active community in the space, right? That is part of our kind of public square or marketing or branding. Um, and this is why also new to it all, we do still want to get very much back into nouns when we can find one at an affordable price, because that would then give us the one other project that really does tick all of our boxes and is completely independent of Yuga. So I hope that answers your question. Um, Ludo, um, I believe that is a question for Crown Capital. Crown Capital was actually looking to buy into ETH Lizards because, again, you know, ETH Lizards doesn't really tick the boxes yet for Fat Cats because it hasn't achieved its goals, right? It's not yet a blue chip. It's got very good, lofty goals, but it hasn't fulfilled them yet, right? So it's, you know, it's, it's a startup fund with high potential. That is something that Crown Capital would look into. Uh, and for Crown Capital, we literally had approved to buy into ETH Lizards, but we cannot do so if it's not DOCS because Crown Capital has very, very strict institutional rules uh, on DOCS, right? Crown Capital raises money uh, from, you know, funds and, and institutions on Wall Street and stuff. And so there we do need to see that ETH Lizards is DOCSed. The moment ETH Lizards becomes DOCSed, uh, Crown Capital will consider taking an investment stake over there. Okay, any, anything else you want to bring up, uh, Bella or Parker? No, I think that sums it up for me. Okay. Bella, do you want to weigh yeah. in on the, um, on the alpha part, or do you want to, let, let's chew on that alpha a bit more, right? I've created the channels. Um, let's talk to Dr. T and Gladiator and a few others about that. I know that Gladiator has been out of commission, um, you know, um, yeah, so let's chew on that a bit more, right, Bella? And Captain Kansas, raise your hand, we'll bring you up. Um, you know, we'll chew on that a bit more and then kind of work out how we can do, you know, like empower people, right? That's what we want to do over here. We've always been pro-powering people who want to kind of run an operation. We just take our name very seriously, and so we need to be sensitive to all of the egos in the space and not hurt the Fat Cat brand while also trying to get you guys all the DJ and stuff as quick as possible. Uh, Captain Kansas, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. I I don't actually know if this belongs here, but I was just curious if you had some kind of spreadsheet or an area of the Discord where we could see what the assets of the project are. I didn't actually know. I only bought my back cat um, a little less than a week ago, Welcome. and I didn't actually know that you were treating this as... Um, a passive uh, growth fund. Yeah. So, I do you want? I better? was just curious. I do you want better? If you go to the website, you see we we report a lot on the website. Uh, you know there is a high learning curve over here to joining Fat Cats. So, but I'm going to post it here. Have a look in Fat Cats Cafe. Um, we do. Oops, I posted the wrong links. Um, we do have a our actual updated holdings on the website, which we try to update every week or two. 
but you know, click over there on, on that holdings and you'll see our actual current portfolio. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing me up and I'm sorry if this was uh, no, 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 out no, of no. pocket. Uh, if you're asking a question, someone else is, and, and we do understand, you know, part of why we're a locked discord is because there is a high learning curve here, right? There is a ton of information in this discord and stuff. And what we try to do is package it, but not dumb it down, right? That has been our, you know, our, our policy over here, not overwhelm, but not dumb it down. So we try to keep the, the, the immutable channels, those that are really not changing often, which are the kind of the community support, the updates, the lounges and the clubhouses fixed. But if you scroll down, you'll see that there's an ever growing amount of research channels and stuff like that. And our Discord and, and our website is dynamic. We are constantly building out our, our website as well. Uh, and so, you know, we, we are trying to keep you all as informed as possible. Uh, and that's our goal. Perfect. Well, it sounds like you've got your bases covered. So thanks for bringing me up. Thanks and welcome to the community. How did, Absolutely. How did you hear Thank about you. us, Kansas? Because, you know, you're now coming in two months after our project, which is like the death period for many projects, i.e. they become irrelevant after two months sometimes. How did you hear about us? Are you familiar with um, uh, the guys over at the Gorilla Project? Uh, which Gorilla Project? Uh, Garcia Wound and... Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, we, they, they, we're doing partnerships with them, absolutely. Yeah, they're really good friends of mine. I, I'm actually a moderator for that project, so... Wonderful. Well, there you see it, guys. You know, so if other founders are telling other people about our project, uh, that says a lot, right? If the people in the know are saying, that says a lot. And that comes down to our consistency. That comes down to our professionalism. That comes down to... Uh, us following through with what we promised, even if it's not sexy and it's not grand and it's not this kind of hype stuff that will get people a 4x flip, we are doing everything we said we would do and more, I believe. Uh, and so I'm, I'm really glad that, you know, you got a referral from kind of another project founder or co-founder or, or community team because, you know, that's really important to us. Well, there comes a point where... Um, enough has been said where you don't really have a choice yeah. you kind of just have to get in you know and that was this for me so yeah. awesome awesome well, i think that's a great point to end and and as a last last thing i am going to about to post a silks announcement uh we have done official partnership with silk finally um they have donated a avatar to the dao uh, and so for all of you big ben and others who were pushing us to get into silks um, you know, it's, it's happened, you know, thank you for your persistence. Um, who, who, who was the main person, Parker or Bella, was pushing? Was it uh, Jackie or? Uh, just a Fox. Or Justin, Justine? Just a Fox, just a Fox is so her just a Fox, name. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, great. So we'll get that announcement out now. Okay, well, I think that was a very productive one. I think we went much longer than normal. Uh, but, you know, this is this is a trying market. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm I, as much as I would love to tell you all everything's OK and everything's going to be wonderful. Um, there is so much out of our hands. But, you know, I, I am not surprised by what's going on in the market. I don't think many of you are either. I mean, Parker, you haven't been phased, right? Like, oh, well, OK, you know, ETH is pumping. Volume's going to be drained from OpenSea. 
let's go and say hello to our family and friends again and, 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 and see what grass looks like, right? Like, that's what you just have to do sometimes. And it's frustrating and it's annoying and it's irritating. But we have a big shopping list to do of to-dos when it comes to uh, creating things and building out a utility, uh, getting those partnerships going. And so I'm spending my time now just getting all of that back-end admin done and building fat cats stronger and stronger because you know what happens when groups start to go bankrupt consolidation happens right and if we're one of the powerful communities left standing at the end of the storm we are going to emerge as a seasonal winner we will start to become you know closer to our friends gajira and cybercons and kaiju kings as a og that has survived and is constantly building and that's what we need to do. I'm really not worried yet right now about getting our juniors um, or, or, or trying to pump up our floor because what we need to focus on is track record, right? We are building out a track record. Ah, Gladiator showed up. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Gladiator, we're going to talk to you and Dr. T soon. Um, I love what you wanted to do with kind of uh, making a militia for the alpha group. We'll, we'll talk about that. I think that's great. Okay, everyone, I'm going to call this an end and uh, I'm going to hop over to the cafe and I'll see you there.